when the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself, it's not what you have required, you search much deeper within the way things appear. It's all about 
says that it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That means it's a wrong thing, it is bad not to give thanks to God, especially when it is do Him. The Bible says in Psalm 133, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, every moment in between belongs to Jesus. So you want to lift your voice, lift your heart together with me. And as a family, we want to begin to bless the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord, give him glory, give him thanks, give him adoration, give him all honor that is due his name. Because he is faithful, because he is good, because it is he who has kept us, he who has preserved us. It is he who upholds us. It is he who teaches us. It is he who instructs our reigns in the night seasons. It is God. It is God who has loaded us with his daily benefits. Lift up your voice. Thank him for that deliverance. Thank him. Thank him for the blessing of that breakthrough. Bless him for the gift of life. Thank him for the gift of divine health. Thank him that you have all your members together, functioning together, functioning together in good health, in perfect harmony. It is because of his mercy that we are not consumed. The Bible says that 
His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Lord, we bless you. Oh God, we give you praise. Oh God, we give you glory. Lord, as a family, oh God, once again, we present ourselves, oh God. We present, we present daily, even as the people of God, the sons of God present themselves to you, oh God, in heaven. We also present ourselves before you this evening. Oh, this morning, oh God, this afternoon oh god we present ourselves our entire being we come oh god to acknowledge your goodness we come oh god to bring unto you hey the thanksgiving that is do your name because you are faithful you are god you are good you are god alone oh blessed be your name oh lord blessed be your name oh god we thank you for sustenance we thank you for divine provisions we thank you for our families we thank you for this ministry we thank you for everybody connected right now we thank you for their lives, oh Jesus. Thank you hey, for your hedge of protection around us. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the knowledge of wisdom, the knowledge of your word. We thank you oh, for the light that you've shed, the love you've even shed abroad in our hearts, oh God. You are God, you are good. We bless you. We give you glory. Lord, we say, take all glory. Take all glory. Take all honor. Take all thanks. Take all adoration. Oh God, we thank you for your faithfulness unto us. We thank you for your faithfulness unto us. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness unto us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Take all the Faithful God, we thank you. You can take all the praise. Faithful God, we thank you. Take all the glory. It is yours. It is yours. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry, Lord. For the things we have made it. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. It is all about you. It is yours. It is yours. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like the fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver. 
that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as and as in former years. Then, but God says that, and now, and I will come near, and I will come near to you to judgment. Even as we come to fellowship with God, David said in Psalm 17, verse 15, says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I will behold thy face in righteousness. In Malachi, we realize that our offerings that we bring to God, the offering of our lives, every time we show up, every time we show up before God, it is us coming not only to receive of him but to lay our lives on the altar as living sacrifices bible says that our our the presentation of this this sacrifice of our lives must be holy and acceptable unto the lord as a reasonable sacrifice as our reasonable service as a reasonable act of worship so you want to tell God that, Lord, purge me, cleanse me, purify my heart in the name of Jesus. Even as we've come before you who sits as refiner and a purifier of silver, as kings and as priests, king priests, sons of Levi, oh God, cleanse our spirit, soul, body from all defilement, all negativity, all uncleanness in the name of jesus make us whole spirit soul body in the name of jesus in the name of jesus father we plead for cleansing by the blood of jesus make us whole cleanse us empower us oh god we ask that by the blood of jesus every stain every taint every unholiness oh god cleanse cleanse lord cleanse by the blood cleanse by the blood cleanse by the blood make me whole spirit soul body in the name of jesus in the name of jesus from every stain every stain of impurity oh God, I ask that you look upon me with mercy, oh God, even as I draw near, I draw near with a heart of sincerity, oh God, hey, cleanse me as I come boldly before the throne of grace, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, rid me from all sins, all acts of sin, all acts of sin that lead to death, purge me, make me whole spirit, so body, in the name of Jesus Christ, purge every listener, cleanse us, oh God, by the word of regeneration and cleansing by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you, O oh God. We bless you. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Mashai. Ay, como alimana, vindo, se
Lift up your voice as we pray in the language of the spirit. Ratila Makobra Hazina Mataya. Vedekonde Ratili Avande Belekomaha. My Kumalia Vahaso. Lete di Gazata Latat. Rete Brekoma Barasupra Diho. Moli Komana Matali Akavino Namatet. Retali Akavaya. Mashe de Gedegede. Retele Gedegede. Arata Braparosa. A Lord Empower. Lord Grand Grace. Lord Atrasa. By your spirit. Me Kumini Kapali Masaya. Ne Kobara Suvretili Mikapaya. Ne Gado Shata. Le Gado Shata. La Krate Kapadimini Kombrahos. Maras Kombeni Apaya. La Degede. Redegede. Rapapara Sovenemekos. Malu Akadimini Kapaya. E Kuran Satina Matas. Me Dikro Parasatina Kadosha. Malebreke Suna Mataya. E Kumbara Safrates. Retili Retili Bikapaya, Maracadimini Kashatas, Rababantos Kadolemen, Medisatolas, Medisatolas, Ratelemekombra Kabayas, Mashatas, Rabberasurakomas, Malu Katomelekatayas, Likrakasu Telebadiatayas, Rabberakomas, I Kopas, Lakora Shetanadas, Rekadimra Papayas, Papayas. Experience your glory, your power, your presence. Release your power mightily in our midst to turn situations around. Them that are due for surprises, blessings, oh God. Lord, oh God, release unto them in the name of Jesus. Grant us encounters, grant us encounters, grant us encounters, encounters with your presence, encounters with your glory, encounters with your power, encounters with your love. In the name of Jesus, empower, empower. Lord, take control, take control. 
hearts take control, hearts take control, Father, hearts oh God, grace us with your presence, hearts Lord, take control, hearts grant us with your presence, hearts grant us and grace us with your presence, hearts your power, hearts ibarante limo kombre, hearts abreto limikaba, hearts speak to us, hearts in your lively oracles, hearts words and seasons, hearts words that will transform, hearts imarante leme kombre, hearts eratabra, hearts even our soul encountered your power, hearts apostle Paul encountered your power hey, on the road to Damascus. Oh God, encounters with your power, encounters with your glory, encounters with your presence hey, that will transform in the name of Jesus. Let your blessings hey, upon your people be released. Every blessing be released. Every glory be released. Angels of God hey, take preeminence over this place. Intensify supernatural activities of blessings, transformations, healings, Hey, glory, glory, hey, Marat that will permanently be trapped and retained, even in this audio, in the name of Jesus Christ, answering and delivering to every hearer as they desire, as much as they desire, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our last prayer. You want to tell God that Father, speak unto me a word in season. Speak unto me a word that is in season that will impact my spirit that will impact my soul that will bring my body into complete alignment with your will lord let your word proceed with power in the name of jesus to change me let your word minister to me at the point of my need let your word minister to me at an at, at an area in my life where I need, I have need, I have want in the name of Jesus. Let me encounter your word to change me. I don't want to live here the same. I don't want to leave this meeting the same. Speak to me, O oh God, a word in season. Speak to me, O oh God, a word that is tailored specifically for me, customized specifically for me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for your servant, O oh God, hear it. Your servant, Lord, I am eager to hear, eager to listen. In the name of Jesus, prepare my heart, prepare my heart, soften my heart, soften my heart, break every stony heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, speak unto us your word in season. In the name of Jesus, your word to transform, your word to change, your word to heal. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that Lord, your words, the words that you speak unto us, will minister to us individually at the point of our knees. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, grant unto us grace. Grace, O God, prepare our hearts to behold your face in beauty. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you glory.
Father, we bless you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. for the knowledge the secrets and access to the mysteries of how to walk intimately very closely with God then you want to type thank you Jesus just type a loving heartfelt thank you Jesus unto the Lord And as you are typing it, you are meaning it. It's not a ritual. We are because he is. And we love him. Because he first loved us. God bless you all for joining in today's meeting. What a privilege to be in the presence of God. You are listening through your phone or your speaker or your laptop. Definitely through one IT device or the other. But the presence of God is not limited by distance. And it can be transmitted. His power can be transmitted through any media. That is made available unto him, consecrated and deemed as holy. He can use anything for his glory. Once it is set apart unto him. So wherever you are listening to, 
this meeting or this teaching from the power of God is capable of reaching you right there where you are and I pray and declare that may the power of God and the presence of God answer to you right where you are in the name of Jesus may the presence and the power of God answer to your every need and desires from wherever you are listening to us from and connecting from in the name of Jesus I don't know your heart's desire but I join my faith with yours and I bow my knees before the Father in heaven of whom the whole family in heaven and earth are gathered are named and gathered after and I ask that may this good God may this merciful Father grant you your requests your desires in the name of Jesus if you came here dissatisfied may you live here satisfied if you came here depressed may God fill you with the knowledge of his will and with abundant joy in the name of Jesus if you came here sick you are going to live here healed if you started listening to this depressed may the joy of the Lord be your strength in Jesus name you came here confused lacking direction Jesus is the way Jesus is the way and I declare Jesus unto you he'll be your way he'll be your guide he'll be your shepherd amen all right so we go into today's teaching I don't want to do a recap because we have a lot to do and I don't want to break it into two according to the chronology of the topics we are we've dealt with so far this is supposed to be part seven of the series on intimacy with God I see a couple of new faces um, Apostle Dominicia you're welcome God bless you Sandy you're welcome God bless you Minister Oheniba God bless you So, like I was saying, per the chronology of the topics we are dealing with, in the order of them, according to the titles, this is supposed to be the seventh. Okay, and interestingly, today we are going to be looking at Enoch. Bible describes him as the seventh from Adam. The Enoch that was translated. So, this is supposed to be part seven of our series on intimacy. However, because some parts were treated in more than two, more than a session or more than a meeting, we treated, for instance, the oil of intimacy was treated in three different sessions. So it has occupied three parts of the published podcast. So this published podcast is going to be part in the series is going to be part um, nine yes i think part nine 
but technically part seven amen so i'll do a quick recap a quick recap of what we had and i'll be very very snappy yes the last session we had was on the oil of intimacy right we looked at the common traits of the ten virgins we try to demystify their states of virginity and we realized they were all born again believers they all had lamps that means they were bringing light to other people they had oil in their lamps though only five what the five wise ones carried extra oil we realized that all ten of them also had knowledge understanding and access to or they qualified for the return of the bridegroom their master we realize that Jesus is a bridegroom with a desire he has a longing for our belonging that desire is a desire for relationship hallelujah but despite his desire and longing for us He reveals himself also as a judge with a zeal to confront and re remove anything that hinders love, that loving relationship that he desires that we share with him. So in Malachi 3, he said, I will sit as a refiner and a purifier of gold and silver. He says, and I will purify the sons of Levi. That is God. That is why it's very dangerous to just know him in one dimension or just for one aspect of his dealings with us. Many a times we know him only as a love, loving father. But we also must see him as judge. Hallelujah. We realized also That the oil also speaks of the presence and anointing of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through them. It's a product of a heart connection, intimate connection to God. And we realize that oil can only be sustained through intimacy. And it is spent up through service. While we, we, we labor in the vineyard, it can also be lead and contaminated through character flaws iniquity hallelujah as well as transgressing god's laws and we realize that this oil must abound in our dwellings in our vessels according to proverbs 21 verse 20 and we realize this oil has a supernatural ability because it is divine in nature it has that ability to confer understanding, discretion, wisdom, spiritual intelligence, and the desire for preparedness and readiness because the groom which we are to meet desires to come and meet a faith field. He desires to come home to. He desires to come to a people who are still in faith and looking forward to his coming. Hallelujah. 
is a bridegroom with a desire. That's why he said he's going to prepare a place for us, that he'll come back for us. And where he is, there we'll also be with him. That is why in Songs of Solomon 2, the Shunammite woman said, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his ban over me was love. He draws so he can bring us to that place of intimacy. In verse 10, he says, My beloved speak, and he said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair love, and come away, come away. God is going to come again and he's going to resurrect all the dead that died in him, knowing him, living for him. And he's going to call us to come away with him where we are going to dwell with him in eternal bliss. Hallelujah. Eternal joy. Everlasting beauty. When nothing can ever separate us from him. A place where there will be no pain, no sorrow, no tears. Bible says, for the former things, according to the book of Revelation, the former things shall pass away. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we came to this, that the question then on the minds of many people probably is, how do I trap more of this oil with the receptacle of, the receptacle of my spirit? And we went further. We looked at taking no thought, being anxious for nothing, avoiding sin, trusting in God's divine providence. Then we looked at the need for the oil of intimacy by the human spirit for preparedness. Hallelujah. And then, um, <laughs> oh God. We looked at how to cultivate the oil, the habit of sustained heart connection. Hallelujah. We looked at how to make progress daily. Enlarging desire. Growing understanding and watchfulness. A growing zeal to be obedient in private. Much as we try to please people in public. We looked at the need to stay at his feet in fellowship. Fasting and seeking his face and strength. Praying and keeping the watches. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I think that this is okay if you want to get a proper view of all of what I just shared. You would have to listen to just go back to the previous session. I think intimacy with God. Um, the oil of intimacy that is part eight. Or part yeah, part seven, part seven, part seven. Yes, you are going to get a lot from that. Now we get into today's teaching. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. Tali Be exalted. Be lifted. Take your place. Take your place. Speak to us. Speak to us. Minister to us, sweet Holy Spirit. 
partake of what is the sons and their fathers and make known unto us even as you bring us into all of the will of God and all of his counsels open the eyes of our understanding the eyes of our hearts to know the riches of your grace in the name of Jesus we depend on you we depend on you as the eyes of servants look to their masters even so have we come with our eyes fixed on you our hearts set on you our gaze our focus fully on you because you are our all you are our all father we thank you help us tonight god father help us help us strengthen us strengthen us empower us impart faith impart strength impart deeper understanding more light illumination by your spirit empowerment empowerment in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we thank you lord we thank you lord we bless you in jesus name kai amen so god bless you for staying it's exactly 40 minutes and so we are getting into the word as we get into the word i am telling myself this is my declaration you can take your declaration too i am becoming bigger better wiser stronger by the impartation through the impartation of the word of god Darkness cannot flourish and prevail near me because I receive more light through today's encounter. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today's topic is intimacy with God. We are looking at the protocols of intimacy. Like I said, per the chronology or order of the topic, this should be part seven. Part seven. Part seven. The protocols of intimacy. The protocols of intimacy. Please, can someone help us with Genesis chapter five? Genesis chapter five, verse twenty-one through twenty-four. Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. Okay, I read. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah, 
And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. If you are reading from your own Bible, you can underline the verse 24, the phrase, And Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And Samuel walked with God. And Eugene walked with God. And David walked with God. Francis walked with God. Winning walked with God. And they were not, for God took them. What is it about Enoch, a man so mysterious, the summary of his entire earthly biography is that he walked with God. He must have certain secrets, haven't engaged with God, haven't learned at the feet of his father, Adam. Bible makes us understand that Enoch was a servant from Adam. But it doesn't mean that he came to meet the death of Adam. No. If you do the calculations and then you read the history of the Bible very carefully, paying attention to the details, you will realize that Enoch actually came to meet with Adam. And he lived with Adam. Enoch lived with Adam about 300 more years. Three hundred more years. Hallelujah. Teleme comprehend wapai. Lira hashendo beko fatibala kapai. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. He had access to certain secrets. Those are the secrets the Holy Spirit has handed down to us that he unveiled to my eyes, the eyes of my understanding as I dug through the scriptures, as I dug into the scriptures. Those are the mysteries that I have termed the protocols of intimacy. In other words, these are the secrets one must access a certain form of spiritual intelligence one must sustain a certain kind of supernatural understanding one must have in order to be able to work with God so as to please God in order that like Enoch they would not be anymore when men see them men wouldn't see men in them anymore they would see God in them because we are gods and we are supposed to manifest as such the manifestation of our sonship according to Romans chapter 8 is with is is in error if we fail to manifest as gods also because though we are to manifest as sons because creation awaits the manifestations of the the manifestation of the sons of God maturity in, into sonship on earth 
it unveils it brings out of us what is our deity how that we are indeed chips of the old block the mega block the real block which is god himself that we are truly begotten of god just as jesus was begotten of the father hallelujah these are the things the keys termed as protocols so for the purpose of this teaching for the purpose of this teaching i will go there are many definitions of protocol but i will define protocol as a set of conventions governing the treatment and especially the formatting of data in an electronic communication system that which best suits this teaching will be a detailed plan of a scientific or medical experiment treatment or procedure a detailed plan detailed plan of a scientific or medical experiment treatment or procedure it must be detailed it's a plan but it must be detailed and that plan follows a pattern it is to lead to a certain desired end that is a protocol so when you enter into the lab for instance those of us who, who, are, who have some background or experience in, in in medical laboratory sciences or um, who have worked in a lab maybe an engineering lab or in a science science lab of any kind medical lab you realize that when you when you enter to perform any procedure there are protocols to be followed there are protocols to be followed I believe it is not limited to science and medicine alone it is in many places please can you help us with Jude chapter 1 verse 14 and Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 if you read Jude 1 14 the Bible says and Enoch also the servant from Adam prophesied of thee saying behold the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints and Enoch also that means that he wasn't the only one who prophesied these things but he too Enoch was a prophet Enoch preached judgment repentance and judgment Enoch was a father he was a patriarch Enoch was a scholar hallelujah he was a man of mysteries Bible says he was a servant from Adam. This is the Enoch I want us to know about. The Enoch that this, this, I think that the beginning of this teaching will be centered around for a moment. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, Bible says, By faith, Enoch, this Enoch who is a servant from Adam, was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God by faith Enoch was translated he switched realms by faith he left the invisible for the invisible by faith the power of faith the power of faith the power of faith he switched realm from the visible to the invisible through faith sustained continual faith enabled him to please the object of his affection and he was not found so if you look for Enoch in those days 
on earth. You'll be looking for a man in the wrong places because that he had changed locations. He had access to a certain mystery which we have already dealt with, the mystery of faith. That he should not see death. So it's possible to sustain, to, 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 to lay access on certain mysteries that will enable us escape the corruption in this world, the destruction in this world, even death. There is a certain way to walk, a certain understanding to have. The Bible says that he had this testimony that he pleased God. We shall come to look at the protocols or the keys to working with God. Or the protocols or the keys to intimacy. So this, what we saw in Genesis 5, the verse 21 to 24, as well as Hebrews 11 verse 5. In fact, the verse 24 is the main thing, the whole thing. That is the compendium of his earthly, his entire earthly biography. Can you imagine a man and the compendium of his entire earthly biography is that he walked with God and he was not because God took him. The only few, the few details you find about him was his genealogy. The people he gave birth to, his sons and daughters, and the, the generation from which he descended or proceeded. That is mysterious. That is very mysterious. His is one of the briefest and most outstanding biographies in the Bible. One sentence, Genesis 5 verse 24. One sentence revealing the history of 365 years. One sentence. If people are to know you, beloved, what would they know you for? How will people remember you? I have determined how I want people to remember me, not how I want them to see me. Because you can put on a facade. People, a lot of people wear masks these days. People fake things. And I have a problem with that because why would you fake something that can be real? If love can be real, why can I why should I face it? Why should I fake it? If wealth can be real, why should I fake riches as though I am rich or I have it when I don't have it? It means I have to locate what makes for wealth. I have to locate what makes for wealth. If walking with God so I can demonstrate his glory and his power and his presence can be real, why should I fake it? It means I must locate the protocols, the keys that will grant me access to be able to demonstrate him as he wants me to and as I desire to. One sentence revealing 
a track record of 365 years of which were spent believing, being humble and holy, walking with God. Believing, being humble and holy, walking with God. Serving God. Serving God. You later come to understand that Enoch wasn't just waking up and serving God. Maybe just go and pray 24 7, then he comes to sleep. No. It means Enoch also, as part of the protocols, was doing, you know, Adam, the first man, had work. He was given work by God in the garden. The first man, Adam, he had work. It was part of that which God gave him. And if he was to please God, if he was to walk, if he, 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 he was to walk, or if he were to walk in intimacy with God, he would have to do due diligence, take heed to the work which God had given him, tend the garden. So it wasn't, it isn't a matter of just fasting and praying alone. Service is one key component of this protocol. You later come to understand from the parable of the talent how how that when service is absent your intimacy can be affected even though you are called to intimacy and we will come to understand i think we've already realized it from our previous session that our services to god must proceed from god from the place of intimacy so you can't isolate it but you can't also do it wrong Hallelujah. Now the meaning of Enoch is teaching. The meaning of the, the, the his name is teaching or a teacher. In Aramaic, in Hebrew, many you see the name translated by scholars as teaching. Now Enoch is a great example and a teacher of how to walk with God. I think of all the places we focus and the characters, Bible characters and personalities I'll be making reference to, he is the first and is the one I'm dwelling on the most. Amen. Because he, he is a great example and a teacher of how to work with God and a great scholar in astronomy, even, in, even science. Hallelujah. Now, he was born when Adam was 622 years. So that means that since Adam died he died um after i think 960 930 something or so 930 years or so it stands within that enoch lived with adam for about 300 years so they were not apart and detached they were not apart and detached and 930 all right god bless you they were not apart and detached. So it means that Enoch was also more like, though a son of Adam, I mean a son as in a great descendant of Adam because he came from the lineage of Seth. Enoch descended from the lineage of Seth. Though some of the, the people of the lineage of Seth were wayward, he maintained integrity before God. And I believe that because he was the contemporary of his father, having lived 
in the same generation as his father, having, having interacted with his father. If I say father, I'm not talking about, even though in the Bible, you will not see the word, in the word grandfather in the King James Bible. No, it's, it's not there. But when you say grandfather, you know what it means. If, of course, if I begat, and the one whom I begat also begat, then the one who is begotten by the one I begat, who is he? Is my grandson, of course. I, I become their grandfather. So it is not there, technically, but it is, you can deduce that it is there. Hallelujah. So Enoch walked with Adam 300 plus years. And we all know that it that Adam walked with Adam walked with God in the Garden of Eden. Bible makes us understand that the voice of God will come to them, Adam and Eve, in the in the garden in the cool of the day. So he had access to the mysteries of walking with God and passed these down to Enoch. Being fascinated, intrigued, delighted by these mysteries and the desire to walk with God. Now we see Enoch walk, he himself walked his own personal walk with God, understanding from the revelation and understanding of the insight that had been shared with him. Hallelujah. Which insight we are going to go into very soon. In our last admonishment, I spoke. Yes, God bless you, Genesis 3, 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord, which walked, the voice of the Lord God, walking in a garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now the voice, the moment you see the voice of the Lord, it's talking about the presence of God. But understand that the, 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 the mysteries of God are carried in his voice. In other words, in his word. So if God's voice visits you, if his, his, if his voice visits you, that means that you have access to his presence and his word. And it is in his word that you have keys. And In fact, you have access to the keys and the mysteries of his person. The very things that Adam was exposed to. So association is very, very important. Association is very, very important. Whom you associate with. Very, very important. Enoch walked with God. The evidence of walking with God is that people cannot see you and not see God. People can't hear you and not hear God, at least in some of your things, if not all. They can't handle you and not handle God. The evidence of walking with God. Apostle Paul put it this way. He says, ye are my epistles. Beloved, we are living epistles. We are living epistles written in our hearts, written in the hearts of men 
in the heart of God, known and read of all men. If you read 2 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3, 3, For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. So we are sacrifices unto God, but we are still living. We are sacrifices on the altar, every day being burnt. Our lives are being spurned and burned, and the fragrance of it going to Him. A sweet-smelling sacrifice. But we are still living sacrifices, epistles, known and read by all men. Hallelujah. So it's impossible for people to meet you and not meet God, handle you and not handle God. Hear you and not hear God. Matter of fact, if people hear you and they are not hearing God, in the way they see you, they don't see God. I believe it's time to re-examine the way you walk with God, the ways in which you deal with God. The ways you walk with God, the ways you deal with God, you probably have to re-examine. Yes. Because it was the same for the same purpose, the same reason that the disciples were called Christians at Antioch. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the protocols of walking with God. Or the protocols of intimacy you can also describe them as the keys to walking with God how many of us have been blessed so far Number one, the first key or protocol is the key of agreement. Agreement. Please help us with Amos chapter 3, the verses 1 through 3. Agreement. You see, in order to walk with somebody, especially God, we ought to take heed how we walk, how we stand, and how we sit, according to Psalm 1. The verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, Why would a man not walk in a certain council or stand in a certain way? 
or seat or sit in a certain seat because separation is one also is also one of the protocols of working intimately with God separation time you are drawing closer to God. In fact, it's either sin separates you from God or your relationship with God separates you from sin. It seems to me, I don't know, but if you realize it, the more you love God, the more you come to the place of intimacy with God, the more you lose taste for certain things. They no longer please you. They are not, some of the things are not even sinful. They are just ordinary things. But you lose taste for them. Places you used to go, people you used to talk to, conversations that were pointless, that took you nowhere. Ungodly associations, certain meetings. They no longer please you. They no longer please you. Either sin separates you from God or God separates you from sin. Your relationship with God will definitely separate you from sin. The more you delight in Him, the more you delight in His law, the more you meditate in His law day and night. And the cause of that, there is a becoming. Amos chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O ye children, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Hmm. When the object of your affection is now telling you that of all the families I chose you, what make you now refuse to choose him? If I choose you and you don't choose me, we can't walk together because there is no agreement. It says, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Bible says that just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Why? He's saying that there's been a rift, there's been separation. You've gone your way and we are no longer working together. There is no longer agreement with us. So can two work together except they be agreed? Can two work together except they be agreed? Beloved, agreement with God agreement with God is the first protocol to our working with God the first agreement we ever any human being comes to with God is the agreement of reconciliation back to God 
through the forgiveness of sins when one comes to accept jesus as savior and as lord as a savior and as lord over their lives second corinthians chapter 5 verses 17 to 21 That's the first agreement, but it doesn't end there. The Bible says that, and all things are of God. Okay, let, let us start from the verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God. This new creature is now restored to the image of God, to the likeness of God, and therefore has come to a place of agreement with God as it was in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, man wasn't fallen. In the beginning, man had not lost the image of and the likeness of God. In the beginning, man was not in disagreement with God. Man came into disagreement with God when man rebelled against God. And man could no longer, no longer walk with God. So God will no longer visit man in the cool of the day. God will have to send man away from his presence in the Garden of Eden. And, and, and set angels at the entrance to the garden because man had failed God man had rebelled man had come to the place of disagreement this is what happens in 2 Corinthians 5 the verses 17 through 21 is a reversal of what happened in Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3. Now, he says that all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, Jesus being the mediator and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation to wait that God was in Christ reconciling, turning the world, the entire world back to himself in agreement, turning the, turning the rebellious world and people who are in disagreement to him back unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. But is this the end? No. After we've come to Christ, we must sustain this level of first agreement and desire to go, to go further in agreeing more with God, more and more every day, by refusing to stand or walk in a certain council that doesn't please God, the council of the ungodly, or stand in a certain way that does not honor God, the way of sinners, or sit in a seat which brings us into quarrel and disagreement with God, the seat of the scornful. The more we avoid this, 
the more our souls take delight in the law of the Lord. People of God, to be in agreement with God, we have to be in disagreement. To be in agreement with God, we have to be in disagreement with the world. And to be in total agreement with God, we must be in total disagreement to the world. Anytime, anytime, anytime we get out of alignment or agreement with God, we step into the error of disobedience and rebellion. disobedience and rebellion and is the last place any believer will want to be because that is what attracts the judgment of God it attracts the punishment of God come to let's go back to Malachi chapter 3 um, Amos chapter 3 the verse 2 it says you only have you only have i known of all the families of the earth therefore i will punish you for all your iniquities i will punish you why because you've separated yourselves from me and you've joined yourself to the wrong things you have gone wayward refusing to be in agreement with me by doing the thing that i have commanded you not to do you've done those things and you have you have you have taking the path of rebellion and disagreement and anytime you take that path you will incur my wrath my punishment my judgment please can someone help us with first kings chapter 11 verse 4 and chapter 15 verse 3 
if you read the beginning of 1st Kings chapter 11 Bible says that but Solomon loved many strange women <laughs> strange women strange women Proverbs chapter 5 talks about the strange woman in other words the adulterous woman Bible says her path are the ways of death unfortunately for the wisest man that ever lived he fell victim many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites the Zidonites the Hittites of the very nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel ye shall not go into them neither shall they come in unto you for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods Solomon clave unto these in love in intimacy see if you cleave to that which will turn you to God you realize that progressively you are turning more and more to God and you are increasingly growing in agreement to God but if you cleave to that which which turns <laughs> away from God before you realize it you become God's arch enemy the, one of God's greatest enemies because the very things you are chasing and following after will turn you away from God, will turn your heart away from God. And when those things have your heart, they have you. When the wrong things have your heart, they have you. The same way when the right things have your heart, they have you. When God has your heart, when God has the heart of a man, God has that man. Because of this, Solomon had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. His wives. No, not situations, though, because he had everything in sufficiency. sufficiency. His wives turned away his heart. The reason we pray into our marriages is one of them. The reason we've been having marriage and relationship prayers, this is one of them. down to the verse 4 of 1st Kings 
Bible says that for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wife turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of his father but do you know that his father had prayed his father had prayed a prayer for him that God would turn his heart towards him and help him maintain a perfect heart before him all the days of his life the wish of a good father the prayer the wish of a good father translated to the prayer of a good father just as he walked david walked in agreement with god and did exploits even so he wanted his son solomon to walk in agreement with god please help us with first kings chapter 15 verse 3 The, the story of a certain king called Jeroboam. Jeroboam. He was a son of Nebat. Now, this one is not necessarily about Jeroboam. This is about Abijam. Abijam also reigned over Judah at the same period, the same time when Jeroboam was ruling over Israel. Bible says that Abijam reigned three years in Jerusalem. Now, he walked in all the sins of his father which he had done before him and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as the heart of David his father. Do you know what preserved him? the walk of his father before him if you read the next verse bible says that nevertheless for david's sake god gave him a lamp in jerusalem god chose to maintain his throne Because of his father's work with him to God most
let's go to first chronicles 28 verse 9 let's look at the charge which david gave to his son solomon about walking in agreement with god so as to please him bible says and thou solomon my son know thou the god of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind for the lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts if thou seek him he will be found of thee but if thou forsake him he will cast thee off forever you want to walk with god you need to agree with god you want to agree with god you need to serve him with a perfect heart a willing mind understanding that he searches the heart all the inward parts of the belly that is a god we serve nothing is hidden from before his eyes i will be deceiving myself coming to the presence of god or serving god with hidden motives The only reason sometimes God will still keep blessing some of us is because of the prayers of our fathers, our mothers, people who worked before us. Certain prayers they have prayed our grandparents, some people who were who are our uplines in our genealogy, our blood, they are they are our uplines in our you know family um, tree. They pray certain prayers, and the blessings have trickled down to us. A crooked heart. Cannot serve God uprightly. A crooked heart cannot be in agreement with God. If you want to, please help us with the same First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, verse nineteen. Twenty-nine, verse nineteen. Verse 19, since it's taking time, it says, And and thou it said, and give unto Solomon my son a perfect heart to keep thy commandments. Why keep thy commandments so that he will always be in tune in agreement with you? Thy testimonies and thy statutes, and to do all things and to build the palace for the which I have made provision. Hallelujah. A perfect heart so it is impossible to walk with God it is impossible to walk with God without a perfect heart what do you hide in your heart what are the meditations of your heart are they acceptable unto the Lord the psalmist prayed a prayer in Psalm 19 and said let the meditations of my heart he says let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable be acceptable unto you oh god
some of us the thoughts and imaginations of our hearts are vain wicked dangerous our hearts are not right with god so if you watch the movie if you watch ever watch the movie war room i love the the statement that the the woman who was mentoring the woman the older woman okay who was mentoring the younger woman i think the younger woman was prisla shire prisla shire she is a, a, a woman of god a preacher and an actress the older woman told her he says and i will get my heart right with god and i will do my fight or my warfare in prayer i will get my heart right with god beloved a right heart with god is the foundations to everything pertaining to our walk with god if our hearts are wrong with god our hearts are stained and soiled and misaligned or wrongly aligned with vain imaginations wrong thoughts evil intentions and conceptions a heart that devises wicked plans we can never and ever be in agreement with god you can't walk in agreement with god because if you are talking about walking with in agreement with god you are talking about coming to the place the same place of acceptance and sharing of um ideas this in fact it says can two walk except they be agreed that when they be agreed also mean being a look alike you know that a monkey can't have fellowship with a human being neither will an ant have fellowship with a with with with, with what an elephant it take a man and a man to have fellowship and the deepest of all is intimacy intercourse sometimes animals who are of the same species sorry of the same genus but are not very closely re- related in species can't even mate successfully to produce an offspring because even though per the kingdom of their their origination they all belong to kingdom animalia they be- belong to the same phylum and they belong to the same phylum or division and the same uh all the the the, the kingdom phylum or the division and the family and the genus and all of that when it comes down to the most necessary part which is the species level you realize that there are still differences so they can't mate successfully to produce an offspring they can't have fellowship together so god is saying that can two work together except they be agreed except we look to alike you have my image restored to you and that is why we can have fellowship but nevertheless that you have my image doesn't mean that i fellowship with sin you must stay away from sin you must rid yourself from evil you must maintain a perfect and upright heart before me because i am a holy god i am pure my eyes cannot behold iniquity david prayed and prayer and said that let my the eyes of your servant not behold iniquity and job made a covenant with his eyes because the eye is one of the gateways to the heart if i'm to have a perfect heart before god in order to walk in agreement with god then i must be able to control guard my eyes set a guard over my lips or my mouth
walking with God. Please. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9. Apostle Paul says something, he said, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Do you see that some of us, we are in a group, we are in a family, we are in a church, but we are in disagreement because we, we don't partake in the things of the family. We are doing our own thing. In other words, we are in disagreement. Apostle Paul said that, it is possible to come to Christ and not be found in Christ. It is possible. If not, in Matthew 7, 23, he will say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. I have not had any dealings with you. Meanwhile, they cast out demons in his name. They, had, they knew Jesus. These were not fake people who were working wonders and miracles in another man's name or by a wrong power. No, these were these were genuine people but because they lacked the oil of intimacy and deviated along the line they lost touch they lost that heart connection with the one who the lord of the work so he says that you did a lot of things you were all presumptuous they do not reflect my will or my desire yes you used my name but you didn't do my will yes you used my name but that wasn't my bidding yes you used my name and you saw results but that instruction never came from me. You set your own exams and you answered your own questions and you marked your own script. In fact, you are to mark your own script because I know you not. Apostle Paul says that, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. He says, I want to come to the same place of seeing things as God sees. And in order to do that, I need to have the faith of the Son of God. I need to have the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith of Jesus Christ. I have to be found in Him. I have to be found in Him. I don't have to be a visitor. I have to be found in, in Christ. Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. I have to be found by abiding, not just visiting. I have to be found in him. Every day I am searching him, and as I search, I dwell. I don't visit. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Some of us, sometimes we are found in the wrong places. We are found in the wrong places, caught up in the wrong things. We are no longer found in the world. We've left the world. We've come to Jesus. But at some time, sometimes, we just double a little bit. We double a little bit in sin, in the pleasures, you know. Sometimes it's not pleasures of sin. Sometimes it could be too much of movies, too much of football. Too much of gaming too much of friendships so gradually a wrong relationship like Solomon and his plenty wives will begin to turn your heart away from God gradually I've ever said this or thought this in one of our series and I described it as a slow fade 
and I said the devil is a master he is a master at this slow faith thing it's a slow faith he knows how to do it so well you will never realize it from the beginning you before you realize it you'll be like how did I get here I never saw this coming how did it happen how did I get here I've gone four days three days one week without having a quiet time or my quiet time and I wasn't pricked and nothing moved me no this is an error there's something wrong a slow feed and all people who are journeying this route of the slow feed he never bothers the devil will never bother you he will never worry you because he knows that trying to bother you will create an awareness you will try to run to a place of safety you will try to run to the rock of your refuge and in so doing you will go back to god you revive the working relationship and agreement you have with him. So he won't. He won't bother you. You wait till you fall to your weakest. Then he strikes. The demonic intelligence of the devil. That's how wicked he is. Belongs to our God. Forever ever. understood this Enoch knew that for how much he desired God if God is to take him he needed to be found in him daily as a routine he needed to maintain a pure heart daily as a routine he needed not walk in the counsel of the ungodly like some of the descendants of Adam were doing he needed to keep his heart out of error and wrong alignment with with God he needed to keep the right company and not walk in the sins of any forefathers of his. He learned the right thing from Adam. He learned Adam's obedience in his walk with God. The obedience that brought him the visitations of the voice of the Lord which walked in the garden in the cool of the day. But he didn't choose the sin of Adam that made Adam and Eve rebel against God. That is wisdom. 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 Philippians 3.18 Bible says, For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the Christ. Anytime we walk in disagreement to God out of line, out of tune with His will, you wake up every day and you ask God, God, what do you have for me today? What would you have me do today? What, what mandate or assignment pertaining to the cross am I to carry out today because I don't want to work in disagreement to you I don't want to become an enemy of the cross I want to know the cross I want to know you and what you did on the cross for me I want to know you many Christians have become friends of the world and enemies of the of the cross simply because they are not working in agreement with God friends of the world enemies of God in the littlest of things sometimes all the big things
your work. I told you that our agreement is reflected or is demonstrated in how we walk, how we stand, and how we sit, or where we walk, where we stand, and where we sit. For many work of whom I want to draw your attention to, I have told you often, and now I am even telling you, weeping, grieving, that they are the enemies of the cross. Before Apostle Paul said this, he had made a statement that in the verse 13, he said, This one thing I do, focusing, he says, looking, I've forgotten, I, I don't know why I'm struggling to go in. I can't know myself to apprehend that God bless me, say amen. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reaching forward. Please help us with the next verse. It says, I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Many of us, we are in Christ, but we have the wrong mindset. You wake up and the first thing you are thinking about is not the price of the heavenly calling or the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You wake up or you join a meeting and the first thing you are thinking about is not the cross. Understanding the cross, his sufferings, God's work that he wrought through Christ Jesus. Understand that Apostle Paul says something, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Where was that? It was demonstrated on the cross and the period prior to the cross and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto him in his death. This one's believers don't want to know that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. But believers want, they want the part that says, and all other things will be added unto you. They don't want seek ye first the kingdom of God. Believers no longer want seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We want the all other things. We want the all other things. Believers have come to the point where we want the glory and honor, but we don't want to be slain. We don't want to die. Meanwhile, Bible says, it says that <laughs> worthy is the lamp that was slain to receive you have not been slain you want to receive you have not sought the kingdom of god and his righteousness but you want all other things error error if you punch these figures this kind of calculation this formula into god's calculator all that is going to come out is error error an arrow let's go back we have just a very short time and there are three keys we have to now go to the second key focus on the person and then on the third key is desire to please a partner focus on the partner and then 
desire to please a partner. We are still on the first one. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The reason why it takes agreement to walk with God is because we need to receive the things of God in order to be able to please Him. And it takes regeneration of the human spirit and it takes our walk with God to be able to receive from Him because then we would have been brought to the place of agreement with God. Without this, Bible says that it is impossible. The natural man cannot receive the things which are of God because the natural man is in disagreement with God. So the things that are of God are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. He's not yet awakened. He's not yet awakened to life in the spirit or to life in God by the spirit of God. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ so as to walk in agreement with God. What is the mind of Christ? It is the will of Christ. It is the word of God. Hallelujah. It is the will of God. Now, if you go to Daniel chapter 9, verse 9. Bible, Daniel chapter 9. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel had proclaimed the fast. Daniel was seeking the face of God concerning the captivity of his people. And he began, please, you can help us with Daniel chapter 9, the verses 9 through 11. Daniel chapter 9, the verses 9 through 11. You, he began to seek the face of God, but he confessed the sin of his people the iniquity of his people, the error of his people, which had brought them in disagreement to God. And he's saying that, God, we want to come back to you in agreement. We want to return to you from this land of oppression. We want to be relieved from bondage and affliction. He says that, to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness. Though we have rebelled against him, simply put, we have gone out of alignment with God. We've stepped out of alignment. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk. There is a way they ought to walk. To walk in His laws. To walk in His laws. There is a way. There is a walk of the believer. Galatians 5, I think the verse 25 or verse 26 also talks about that. It says, if ye there, if ye live, if ye then live in the Spirit, walk ye in the spirit there is a certain walk walk of the believer we don't walk into error we walk away from error we don't walk into sin it's called willful sinning we walk away from sin in fact in certain instances the bible has um, admonished and adjured us it says flee that is a walking with the night with the <laughs> with the nitro boost of speed divine speed flee don't stand there and reason don't stand there and rationalize don't stand there and try to assess the situation just flee 
if ye live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Now, back to Daniel chapter 9 verse 10. Neither have you obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which is set before us by his servants and prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, by departing, rebellion, by departing from the laws of God that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse, we notice how that whenever we walk in rebellion, it attracts judgment, curses, punishment from God. We saw that in Amos chapter 3 verse 2. Punishment. says, therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Jesus, the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. We have set ourselves in Misalignment to God. Agreement. Whenever you rebel against God, you have simply obeyed the devil. Anytime we agree with the devil, we disagree with God. Think about it. So through Daniel's turning, as Daniel turned in fasting and prayers, what happened? He got God to release the people from exile in that foreign land. Understanding from books and setting his face to seek by prayer and supplications. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. The verse 6 all the way to the verse 18. Bible says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. People of God, in order to, one of the reasons we need to agree with God, we have to take on his semblance, his likeness, is because God does not change. And we can't work with God with fluctuating emotions. Today we are high, tomorrow we are low, we are down. Today we are happy with him, tomorrow we, we are displeased with him. God doesn't change. We must learn how to be stable by allowing the Holy Spirit to deal with our emotions and our hearts. Because it's stable, that's why you and I are not consumed and we are not destroyed. And in order to work with a God who is so stable, we must learn from Him in order to be stable. We must agree with Him in, even in His stability. Stability of purpose, stability in will, stability in His, prep, his stability in His promises in that He delivered he delivers on his promises is what makes us describe him as faithful that is the revelation of his faithfulness even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them return ye unto me come back to me in agreement into alignment and i'll return unto you say the lord of hosts john james chapter 4 verse 8 puts it this way draw near to me and i'll draw near unto you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded ye double-minded you are in wrong you are in, you are in misalignment to me that is what has brought about the double-mindedness you were created in my nature you're supposed to have one mind one heart one focus looking onto jesus looking onto me i am supposed to be your soul focus and object but you have a divided heart you have become double-minded 
your heart is not perfect and the way to do that is purification even from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and I have not kept them return unto me and I will return unto you say the Lord of hosts but ye ye said wherein shall we return then he says will a man rob, rob God the, God now begins to unveil to them the places where they miss the mark you have robbed me in tithes and offerings and you have also said it is vain to serve God what profit is it that you have kept his ordinance to obey his ordinances what profit is it to agree with God and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts and now we call the proud happy yea they that work wickedness are set up yea they that tempt God are even delivered now see what happened Bible says that in the verse 16 when they had a change of mind their their fear of, of God was restored unto them so Bible says that they, uh, they, then they that feared the Lord, Malachi chapter 3 verse 16, then they that feared the Lord speak often one to another and the Lord hearkened and heard it in a book of remembrance. A book of remembrance, Bible says that a book of remembrance was written before him. For them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. We will come to see that. The number two is focusing on the object of your intimacy. That is to focus on God. To focus on God. Hallelujah. To focus on God. To focus on God. To focus on God. To focus on God. And they shall be mine. Say the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that severed him. He says that as they return to me, I will spare them from destruction. Then shall ye return, come back into alignment, into agreement with me, and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that severed God and him that serveth him not. Our service unto the Lord also involves what? It inv our intimacy with God also involves service. Hallelujah. People of God, God has been good. We are done with the first key. There are three keys. The second key is focusing on God. Focusing on God or the partner of intimacy. And then the last one is desire to please the partner. When we come to focusing on God the next time, we shall be looking at Psalm 16, verse 8 to 11, Hebrews 12, 2, John 17, 4 to 6, Exodus 23, Judges 10. We shall look at John 17, Philippians 3. We shall look at Psalm 27. Amen. And when we come to desire to please a partner, we will look at Hebrews 11, 
2 Timothy 2, we will look at 2 Corinthians 6, Matthew 25, and then we shall come to the protocols of transformation. Protocols, the Holy Spirit has given me three protocols. We shall look at those ones too. Amen. The podcast is just about ending. We have a minute. So you want to lift your voice, lift your voice unto the Lord, and begin to bless the name of the Lord for a successful meeting or teaching session tonight. Bless the name of the Lord. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory for his goodness. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Thank God for today's teaching, for the enlightenment. Thank him for helping us. Father, we bless you. We adore you. Thank you for releasing unto us this key and protocol of intimacy with you. Hey, Lord, your name be exalted. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise. May your name be exalted above every other name in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you haven't followed us, please don't forget to click the plus button to follow the podcast. And as you do so, God bless you. Don't forget to keep listening to the message. Come and and and, and search for the published podcast. Listen and be blessed. Amen. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. So, until we meet again, keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Um, Remember that I love you all. I love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.